Welcome back to Me TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today, y'all, we are going to be discussing Fool Me Once. This is a limited series, you guys. So this is episode seven, titled Episode Seven. <laughs> it says limited series, but it says season one. I guess you gotta put a season on there. So I'm not sure if we're gonna get this picked up for another season or not. We'll see how it ends. But you guys, today, your girl is feeling kind of down, okay? I had a death in the family over the weekend, and um, it's just it's just one of those things that uh, you know is inevitable, but sometimes you just don't expect it to happen how it happens. So I want to send all the love, the prayers, the hugs, the tissues to my family. Rest well, Mina. Rest in paradise. And, um, you know, I, I hope to see you again one day. All right, so enough with the sad stuff. That's not what you came here for, but I wanted to send that out to my people because I know some of them listen. So, anywho, we're talking about episode seven. And let's go ahead, get into the synopsis real quick, and then we're going to get right into the episode. So the synopsis for this one is, as the police close in on a suspect, Maya decides to take drastic action. Shane begs her for answers and learns the truth about their shared past. Now y'all know that Shane been moving real kind of shady-like over the last couple of episodes, unbeknownst to Maya, but um... I guess we'll see how dark this gets with him. Hopefully it's innocent and maybe he's just looking out for Maya's well-being, but the way that he's moving and not telling her, same way she's not telling him, uh, I guess it kind of cancels out. We'll see, all right? So we start the episode off with how we left off with the last one, and that is with Maya talking to Christopher Swain and getting answers about what happened to not only Joe, but to Andrew and to Theo Mora. So Christopher says, it all started when Theo arrived at their school, okay? He was funny, he was outgoing, he was amazing, he was smart, very intelligent, you know, but on top of all of that, as a definite added bonus, he was a hell of a football player, aka soccer over there, all right? So, he was great on and off the field in the classroom and off, and, you know, everybody just couldn't get enough of him. Well, this definitely poses a threat to Joe, okay? So, he joined the football team. They start, well, they were probably winning before him, but they were definitely winning after he joined, and he they just couldn't sing enough of his praises, okay? And not only that, but he found a best friend in Andrew, and this made Joe hella jealous. Because Theo, let's face it, he was better than him in a lot of different areas. Not to say that Joe doesn't deserve his own recognition and shine, okay? But he doesn't like to be outdone. Call him a narcissist? Probably. <laughs> So, Joe 
saw Theo as a threat and he figured that he would have to eliminate said threat to regain his position over the rest of the crew, right? So they had won a game and they were celebrating Founders Day as well. And so Joe came up with the idea to uh, go grab Theo up. They started hazing him a little bit. They tied him down to a chair. And Christopher said that he left one of the knots kind of loose on the chair. But Joe actually went behind him and tightened it hella tight, right? So, Theo is tied down to this chair. And they grabbed this bottle of alcohol. This is Joe's idea, according to Chris. So, Joe goes to grab a bottle of alcohol and a funnel... And he shoves it down um, Theo's throat. Now, initially, Theo was all fun and games until them knots got real tight on his arm. And he was like, uh, okay, I'm still going to go along with this. Everybody's chanting, having a good time. Everybody's drinking, having a good time. But when he stuck that funnel down his throat, I bet you Theo was like, nah, that's why I draw the line, bro. Okay? I said, hell no. We're not doing that. Okay. And they're underage. And I believe his mom said that he had never drunk before. So if that is true, and this is his first time, for him to be guzzling this alcohol like this, yeah, that's that's not a good look. Okay, And even if he didn't die, we're talking severe alcohol poisoning. So Joe takes the funnel, sticks it down Theo's throat, and just starts pouring all of this bottle down his throat now initially theo was able to tolerate it but of course you can only swallow so much so fast okay and so he started to thrash about in the chair and and obviously he's struggling and the rest of the boys kind of like fell back on it but joe kept going okay he said chris says that joe thought that they were still having fun which nobody else was look around okay read the room <laughs> do you see anybody else still laughing and smiling okay so by the time joe got done with the bottle y'all theo was dead and so he takes his mask off because everybody was wearing masks too so you couldn't see who was who he takes he's the only one that takes his mask off and says that they are never to speak of this again all right and so we know what they did with the body they dumped them and they found them the next morning now she ends up asking him what happened to Andrew. And he says that, of course, they were all feeling guilty. He was feeling guilty, but especially Andrew, because Theo was his best friend. And you sit up here and just let your brother kill your best friend without so much as a protest. Not not one, let's stop. Let's, let's not do that. So they're on a the yacht. This is a couple of weeks later, and it's the five of them. And so... They're on the yacht, and Andrew is like, everybody's getting drunk, of course. And Andrew's like, I just can't take this, okay? His conscience is setting in. He, he can't eat. He can't sleep. He can't think because he feels so guilty, as do most of them. So, I guess Joe tells him to, like, pull it together. And then they all kind of, like, try to sleep off their drunkenness, okay? Y'all, I don't, I don't see how people can sleep once they get drunk. I feel like if I close my eyes, like the room be spinning. 
I don't know if that's like vertigo situation that I got going on or uh uh-uh, nope. (laughs) I need to stay up and try to sober up a little bit before I close my eyes. So they were trying to sleep it off and Andrew had woken up. Now it's nighttime at this point. So he had woken up and went above the deck on the yacht. So he's up there by himself just thinking, 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 thinking. And I'm not sure if he was thinking about jumping or if he was just up there to get some time to himself. But he didn't even have a chance to jump if he wanted to on his own because a few minutes later, Joe followed him up thinking that everybody else was asleep. But Chris heard him. And so he went up there, followed Andrew, and then out of nowhere, Joe pushed Andrew. And he was like, I knew that he had pushed him because I heard the splash. Okay. And I just knew because Joe had killed Theo without so much as a tear falling. So who's to say that he wouldn't kill his brother with the same malice, you know? So he said that he's just now coming, coming to the forefront with the truth because Joe is dead. And he actually feels safe to reveal the truth and i'm like are you though because <laughs> dead people quote unquote have a lot of wiggle room to go and do stuff that is very sinister if they know how to you know keep their disguise under wraps so I don't know, Chris. You feel safe, but you still need to sleep with one eye open at this point. But Maya is just appalled by all of this new information. You know, she thought Joe was the best thing since sliced bread. And so to find out that your husband is a murderer two times over, y'all, that's that's quite the turn of events. So I told y'all I didn't have a good feeling about this. Y'all, Sammy is in the woods trying to track down Corey by himself. And he finally done made it to the cabin. Okay, knocking on the door, ain't nobody answering. He decided to kick the door down successfully without passing out, right? So goes in. Of course, Corey is nowhere to be found. And then he looks over and sees that there is a trace of dirt dragging the floor, okay over there making a mark and so he is smart enough to pull the thing out and reveal the secret passageway kind of like clue okay so he goes down the secret passageway it's dark and then he finally gets to the other end where there are computers set up everywhere and he knows that this is Corey's real hiding spot where he's doing all of his investigation and so still is nowhere to be found all of a sudden he hears a noise when he's walking down the other part of the corridor and he gets knocked on the back of the head okay um he doesn't stay frazzled for too long and we see Corey running out trying to get away from him so sammy ends up catching up to him and because uh, Corey ended up tripping over a log i was like what the scary movie is this <laughs> Y'all know how they always be falling in scary movies. So, (laughs) Corey ended up falling, and Sammy, of course, placed him under arrest, read him his rights, and told him what his charges are going to be. So, now he done took him back to the police station, and Corey done called his lawyer, 
they're sitting in there and like i said sammy done told him what the charges are and what's going on and so Corey was like are you kidding me yeah i copped to the breaking and entering because remember he had a uh, hacked their computer system as well and so he was like yeah i copped to that but um as far as murdering somebody i definitely didn't do that and so he was like okay well what's the relation to tommy dark then okay why is there blood in maya's car and he was like i don't know did you ask her and he was like, both of y'all are under suspicion of murder. So I'm asking you right now. I'll ask her again later. You worry about you. So he says that he didn't murder anybody. Um, and he was led to the storage unit because, I mean, he was trying to do his investigation thing. And so that's where he tracked them to. All right. Trying to see if they had some more information in there. But instead, he found a damn dead body that he was not expecting to find so sammy ends up asking him why all of the questions okay and so initially Corey's lawyer is like don't tell him anything and Corey had eventually had enough and he was like look okay tommy had been getting paid off the books for years and years and years and i ain't talking about a little bit of cash well i'm talking about buku money for the average joe okay now why is that when he's supposed to be like a, over a security firm mm -mm. no nah, something's going on here so he also mentioned how uh claire and all of them were investigating the burkitts because of the false pharmaceutical promises that they were making to folks and instead it was harming more people instead of helping and so he says that he was looking into that and so was claire and then boom next thing you know claire ends up dead and that's that okay that's all i know but all i can tell you is regardless of what's going on here i did not kill anybody so then we go to maya maya i guess is dropping lily off at daycare when she gets a call from shane now i completely forgot about this but maya had actually asked him to run the testing for that bullet and so he did but now they done traced it back to him and so his ass is on the line Okay, he was like, Maya, can you please tell me what is going on? Okay, I need answers if I'm going to be going down for you. And so she was like, Shane, it's complicated. Girl, I'm going to ask you one more time. What is going on? And so she said, okay, cool. I got to talk to you. I'm headed to your house. So she sits down and she talks to him. And she explains um, that the bullet was found in both Claire and Joe and that this goes back quite a ways and she mentions how she's been having all of these dreams and nightmares and time when they were in the field and she says that Corey, Corey the whistle had been helping her try to figure the, these things out and she she was getting answers but she reveals the truth that y'all that truck that she fired the missile to it was armed with civilians there was no bad guy there was no enemy that was coming to harm them it wasn't a medic coming to help them these were innocent people and so um she says that while they were in the air her and shane were in separate uh, I, I believe they were in separate separate helicopters and both of them were waiting on the confirmation to go ahead and take down the truck because the truck was inching closer and closer 
to the soldiers that were already on the ground that had been injured because an IED had gone off already. And so that caused the soldiers to come under like critical injuries. Okay. They, they suffered critical injuries from this IED explosion. So they're trying to call in a medic for that. They're waiting on the medic to come. And then all of a sudden, here comes this white truck down the thing. So they're thinking, okay, this is people coming to add insult to injury and just finish us off. And so they're begging Maya and Shane, uh, well, more so Maya, because I think she's the captain. They're begging for Maya to go ahead and take them out because they don't want to lose their lives. Okay, they may lose some limbs, but they don't want to lose their lives today. So as they're begging her, she's having all of these emotions flood through her because she's already seen her brother in arms hurt. Some of them are already dead. She didn't want to see anybody else die. And so she says that while she was waiting on confirmation um, to go ahead and strike it, she said she turned off Shane's intercom, okay? She said that there was never any confirmation for her to actually strike this vehicle, but she went ahead and did it anyway because she did not want to see any of her other soldiers get killed. So the lady on the other line, the dispatch lady, was kept telling her to hold off because she couldn't confirm whether these were civilians or if this was an enemy force coming. And like I said, she never received confirmation. So she let one of the missiles fly. It blew up the truck. Turns out it was civilians. And so Corey ended up finding out the real truth about it. And he released he released the footage, but he did not release the audio. And so I, I wonder if, if she just would have went ahead and told the truth the whole truth about it to Corey, then maybe he might have felt differently. Um, but it still doesn't excuse the fact that, that these were civilians. Okay. So I don't know y'all, but either way, that's the whole truth and nothing but the truth, Shane. So now we got to figure out how they're going to move forward from this. But Maya still has nightmares about it. Maybe she would have made a different decision had you know she uh received confirmation or she would have gotten a little bit more information maybe you know if there was one civilian maybe that would have changed her perspective about the choice that she would have made to strike or not so maya goes to the restroom at uh i believe shane's house and she gets a notification on her phone now, remember, y'all, she put that tracker on um, that guy's phone that was maybe the significant other or family member of Isabella or the Burkitts. Y'all, I don't know. Okay. So, she put the tracker on his car. She gets a notification that he's headed somewhere. And she ends up running out of Shane's house. Okay. She rushes to meet up with Eddie. And he's asking her valid questions like, Maya, can you please explain to me what's going on? Because she insists that he get put on the list to pick up Lily. Okay. And so he meets her there at the daycare. 
Again, he's still asking Maya, I need answers. What the hell is happening? So Maya gets him signed up. And she asked to go see Lily. And so she was like, okay, yeah, I can bring her out. She was like, no, I just want to see her. So she looks at her one good time from a distance. And she starts to get teary-eyed. And so they come out. She asked for Eddie's phone again. And she needs like the uh she needs the internet because she done got a burner phone y'all i forgot to tell y'all that so she went to go get a burner phone she called eddie on that phone and told her to meet him at uh, meet her at the daycare so once they got there she saw lily and now she's asking for eddie's phone to get on the internet real quick to make sure that that guy is still where he's supposed to be okay and so he was like, Maya, I need you to explain what's going on because your behavior is completely scaring me. And so she says, well, you want to find out who killed Claire, right? And he says, yeah, of course. And so she was like, well, let me do that then. And she takes off. I don't know what's happening right now, y'all, with that, okay? Meanwhile, Sammy is still talking to um, Corey. So Corey ends up asking his lawyer, can he get like a few minutes alone with Sammy in a cell that has no voice recording, no audio, just visual. Now, they end up going into a cell and I'm not 100% certain that this cell is not, it doesn't have audio on it. But either way, Corey starts talking, okay? But he's nervously looking back up at the camera like, I hope this ain't hearing what I'm saying, so he goes on to explain more in depth that the Burkitts, he's been looking into them because of their pharmaceutical uh, misdealings, said that they had uh, told consumers that a lot of their people that were buying their products had uh, very mild symptoms. And I think he said like a 95% percentile of them experienced little to no symptoms when he knows that that's a lie because he saw the true data on it okay and women lie men lie but numbers don't shout out to Gotti. okay so he says that he's got the real information and he's afraid that if they ever figure out that he's onto them before he can expose them that he'll end up in an accident quote-unquote okay or you know hurt or, or something and so he says something about a conspiracy theory, and he goes on to mention that pharma lun lumbar pharma are the people that back the Burkitts, okay? And so he says that he's been able to, like, get the real research and look at some of the symptoms that people were describing, and he mentioned how some people were complaining of experiencing hallucinations of... um uh just seeing folks blackouts extreme headaches all of these symptoms that sammy is currently experiencing these are symptoms that some of these other consumers are experiencing from the products that they've brought from burkett global okay and so we get kind of like a, a flashback as sammy comes to the realization that on his bottle of those pills that he's been taking, it says Lumbar Pharma and Burkitt Global. So this is probably why he's been experiencing all of these things, okay? So 
we also come to the realization that unfortunately he's been experiencing hallucinations because he's been seeing Nicole. Now, we thought that Nicole was a sponsor, or at least I did. But it turns out that Nicole, because we had never seen a picture of her, that Nicole was actually his fiance that got killed in the line of duty. And so we see a picture of her in her uniform. Okay, she's smiling proudly. And then we get all of these conversations where she's been talking to Sammy. Oh, and then another one of the side effects is that people were saying that they were experiencing uh, suicidal ideations. Okay, and so we see flashbacks of Nicole talking to him when he was on the bridge thinking about um, taking his life. Him when um, she was encouraging him to go talk to Molly. Him when he was at his AA meeting. Okay, so all of these different events, Nicole has been with him the entire time. And then we finally see her sitting in the office with him as he's just kind of playing back his and Corey's conversation about the side effects. And so she's there and he apologizes because he's just now figuring out she was like, it's okay. Okay, you weren't there. Don't feel guilty about the fact that I was murdered in the line of duty. It wasn't your fault. Okay, and so she tells him that she'll always love him and, you know, she'll always be with him in his head and in his heart. But right now she actually has to go. And I'm not sure if this is the closure that he needed or if she'll pop up and make an appearance another time or two. I hope she will because he kind of needs her as his, uh, you know, his guardian angel. So we'll see. Okay, but right now. Not only does she have to go. But he does too, because he receives, um, Marty ends up coming up, okay? Now, he's talking to Nicole out in the open, and everybody else is kind of just ignoring him, but Marty actually pays attention to what's happening with Sammy, because that's his partner. So, he comes up, and he tries to make a little side conversation at first, letting him know, hey, guess who I just saw at the burrito bowl or whatever like that. And so, he tells him that he saw the coach's son, PJ, there. Okay, I guess he works somewhere in there, and one of the ladies was like, okay, I can hold him until y'all get here. So, they go, and along the way, Marty asked him, is he okay? And he was like, yeah. He was like, you seem kind of off, and he was like, no, I'm okay. So, knowing he lying, okay? So, once they get there, the lady is telling them about PJ and how she's been holding him off, and da-da-da, when PJ actually spots them, and he's up on like the second or the third story of this mall right so of course they start to give chase y'all sammy had to run up a whole bunch of steps and ultimately they end up on they end up outside on the roof of the building now we see multiple buildings around but again they're on the roof so that's quite the fall right so pj actually ends up like where the chimney is and Sammy is in between both sides. Like, he's, his legs are straddling both sides of the top of the building. Okay? Y'all got the picture? Okay, cool. So, Sammy ends up asking PJ, what does he know about Joe's murder? He was like, murder? I didn't murder anybody. Okay, let me tell you what happened. So, me and my homeboy and, and a couple of other homeboys, we get on our bikes and we... We basically rob folks on our bikes, okay? We take phones, we take bags, we take this, we take that. If the opportunity is there, we're going to rev past them and we're going we gonna to grab, 
Okay, and it's a quick getaway because they're already on their motorcycles. So he said that particular night, him and his homeboy Rambo, which I forgot the rest of the name. I think he said it's Ram Ram Rambatross or something like that. I'm close. Okay, so him and his homeboy Rambo. They went out on their bikes with the plans to go rob people in the park. Well, what happened was they were on one... PJ was on one side of the park, and I think Rambo was on the other side of the park or somewhere in the middle. Now, some kind of way, they heard somebody else scream in the park, and this had to be Maya and Joe when they were getting held up. But PJ swears up and down that he was not involved in that. So Rambo came back to PJ and said, hey... I think somebody's getting hurt over there. We need to get the hell up out of Dodge because we ain't got nothing to do with this. So that's exactly what they do. Now, when they're trying to get away, PJ actually crashed his bike because it he must it must have been slippery like under where he was or under his wheel. So he's his bike slipped and he fell off the bike. Okay. He scraped up he got scraped up pretty good and he was bleeding. So he ended up calling his dad and told him that he had an accident. So dad came to pick him up and he explained what was happening. And dad was like, look, yeah, you might have been doing some wrong, but you ain't got nothing to do with what happened over there with that murder. So let's just not mention it to anybody. Okay. So that's where we saw the blood in the back of the, um, of the coach's van because it was PJ's blood. It was, it wasn't anybody else's. It was his from his accident. So he said they ended up getting rid of the bike. And of course he, you know, got bandaged up or whatever the case may be. And, but he don't know nothing about no murder. Okay. So Sammy ended up asking him what the guy's name was that he was with that night. And he was like Rambo, which I already told y'all that. And so out of nowhere, y'all Sammy now, Sammy had already been experiencing these symptoms and stuff way before he had even got to this point. He ex he was experiencing stuff when he was in the woods. He was experiencing stuff when he was running up the steps, which, I mean, you don't run up a whole bunch of flights of steps. I would have been experiencing a whole bunch of stuff, okay? So, he done started having this headache again. Now, y'all know he has these bouts when he gets dizzy and he just passes out. So, he's getting wobbly. And PJ is like, oh, hell no, nah, let me come help you. And so he, um, and so he climbs up the one side of, cause there's a ladder, there's ladders on both sides of the roof. So he climbs up the ladder and tries to straddle the roof like Sammy is. And he's like, look, I'm finna walk towards you. I'm gonna hold my hands out so I can try to be your support until we get some help. And he's reaching out for him. Sammy looks like he's about ready to collapse. PJ lunges for him. But PJ ends up losing his grip or his balance. And he falls off the side of the roof, y'all. And I I knew that he was going to hit the pavement. But I closed my eyes, y'all. And I was like, <gasps> mm -mm. I didn't want to see it. And I, I really didn't want to hear it. But I don't think I had a choice, y'all. So PJ is dead. And he had nothing to do with the murder. So he says... But I believe him, y'all. I believe him. But Sammy, I don't know what's going to happen. That's going to be on his conscience for quite some time. Y'all, my mind is blown right now. I don't know what to think. So, 
Sammy ends up going back to the office. Uh, Marty is disappointed in him because why were you even up there on the roof in the first damn place when you know you have something going on with you medically? Are you trying to kill yourself? Like, seriously. And so, thankfully, PJ survived, okay? He must have rolled down on an awning, but he still fell and got got injured quite quite a bit okay um but he's going to survive so that's always good news but in the meantime marty says that he should have reported sammy and sammy was like you know what you're right so next thing you know we see marty turning not marty sammy turning in his badge and the boss is reprimanding him and she was like you know you better be glad that he survived and he didn't die because it would have been way worse um you are suspended okay this is not a vacation so don't go thinking that you can just leave town as you choose to okay you have to stay here but right now you cannot be on the force you can grab your belongings and we'll let you know what's what after a while so we see him do that and then um he goes to follow up with the lead for Rambo. Now, I thought his name was Rambatross or something like that. I don't even know where I got that from, y'all. His name, <laughs> his last name is Ram Ramsbottom. Rams, Rambottom, Ramsbottom. That's that's even worse. <laughs> I would have took Rambatross over that. So anyway, he uh he pings his location. And we see Rambo arguing with his girlfriend. Apparently, they are supposed to be going somewhere, and Rambo really don't want to stay the whole time, or he wants to stay the whole time, and girlfriend don't. So he follows them to a bar, and just at the right time, when Rambo is going to the restroom, so does Sammy. Okay, now Sammy him him up, catch him off guard, and starts demanding answers for who killed Joe. And he was like, look, I was just there to snatch phones, okay? I ain't there to kill nobody. I didn't kill nobody, but I know who did. I know who killed Joe. We don't see the answer. So then we go over to um, Maya. Maya has tracked the truck to, I guess, like a security firm or a building, okay? Let's just say a building. And so she waits for this guy to come out to his truck. She's in the parking garage. And she waits for him to get in his truck, and then she's going to sneak up on him. But to her surprise, here comes Izzy, the the lady she's been looking for. So Izzy calls out for Luca, that's his name, and she gets in the truck with him. Okay, so then this is even better because now she really finna get the answer that she's looking for. So she roll up on them with the gun and she demands that both of them get out of the truck. She threatens to shoot them, not necessarily kill them, but shoot them if they don't tell her what she wants to hear. And so she grabs uh, Izzy's bag from out the truck and she shakes it loose, shakes out all of the content that's in it. And we see Joe's shirt. And so... He was like, what? what? What is this here? And so they end up confessing that they were hired by Mama Judith to deep fake Joe. 
into thinking that because Judith thinks that uh, Maya knows a lot more about Joe's death than what she's letting on, okay? She thinks that Maya is possibly responsible for Joe's death. Okay, and so she hired them to deep fake him, and they ended up getting his picture from their wedding day. Ooh, that is so gross, so gross indeed, right? So Maya's pissed, and I honestly also think that another motivation could have been that Judith wanted it to seem like Maya was going crazy in order for her to obtain custody of Lily. Not crazy, unstable, mentally unstable. So I, I thought that that could have been another motivation as well. So Mama Judith been out here scheming, plotting, and planning this whole time. She need to be tripped, okay? I don't fight older folks, but I will stick my foot out. <laughs> <laughs> so... After she uh, tells them to get in the trunk, and they do, they're in the trunk, and he's like, you're not going to get away with this slam. We'll see, okay? She going to get away with it for now. So, <laughs> just as she's figuring ready to go try to probably track down Mama Judith and get the answers that she's looking for, y'all, Shane done tracked her location and done rolled up on her. And so, scared her almost shitless, right? So... She's like, she, she's explaining to him the information that she just learned. And he was like, okay, well, why would she want to do that? And so she was like, because she thinks that I know a lot more than what I do. And he was like, well, do you? And he asked her something. Oh, he said something about the bullet. Okay. She said that the same gun was used for to kill both Claire and Joe. And so he was like, now how could that be possible? Okay. And so she was like, there's only one way. I killed Joe. And that's the way the episode is. <laughs> I think Rambo also confessed that Mama Judith had uh, hired them to be out there as well. Okay. I think it might've been a sheer coincidence, but either way, there's that. So, Maya is copping to Joe's murder. Now, I wonder if Joe might have discovered that Claire was getting too close to figuring out the truth about Farmer Burkett. Because remember, they did used to work together. So, I'm wondering if he realized that she was getting too close to the truth. And to, to silence her, he literally silenced her for good. Okay. And then Maya might, I don't know, I don't know what the motivation would be for Maya to kill Joe because a lot of this damaging information that she's found out recently about Joe, she just found it out as far as how like they're linked and, um, you know, all of the dirt that uh, Burkett Global was doing, all of this is new to her post Joe's death. So I'm not sure what the motivation is, y'all, but I guess we'll find out in the next episode. And I do believe that that is the last episode, if I'm not mistaken, okay? So y'all let me know what y'all think. That is the last episode. Y'all let me know what y'all think, okay? You can reach me at Menu TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at My TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end. Y'all, I love y'all, okay? I love you, Mina. I miss you, Mina. 
and um i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week for if you got people around you that you truly cherish and you haven't talked to them in a while please do so love on them hug them even if you see them every day love on them hug on them tell them how precious they are to you and that's it okay that's all i got for now so until we meet over the airwaves again i am mo and i will talk to you guys soon bye